And there came a day. A day unlike... Wait. No, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to Panelology, talking about June solicitations. I'm Alex. And I'm Jenna. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. How are you? I am all right. I am I am in that weird, like, I need projects to work on, but I don't want to work on any project I can do in my house spaces right now. Mm-hmm. Which is the worst place to be for the last year. <laughs> Um, but that is where I am. I also very badly want just a really good slice of cake to the point where I, I think I'm going to just make a over-the-top cake this weekend. So if you find cake on your doorstep, Fuck oops. yeah. That is the best thing. Just yeah. randomly finding cake on the doorstep. Yes. Anxiously crouched yeah. at the starting line. Yeah. Yeah. We should talk about comics because there are a lot in June. Oh my god, there's so many. Over at Aftershock, you had picked out a pair to talk about. Tell me about yes. Out of Body first. Uh, this one is a really cool one. It's written by Peter Milligan, and the art is uh, Enoch and Miranda. And it's a dude who wakes up to find his life hanging by a thread, and the only way to find out who killed him is to astral project. Um, and it just sounded really cool. Cool. What about Bunny Mask number one? This one's weird, man. This one's super weird. <laughs> uh, I, I remember reading this description and thinking, this is very weird. I bet Jin puts it on her list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A person who is imprisoned in a cave during, like, prehistoric times or a long fucking time ago gets released. <laughs> um. Oh, and then also there's a young murdered girl who they have to team i don't understand anything that's going on here but i love it <laughs> that sounds right yeah i don't know it's weird something something sanity insanity laughs under pressure we're cracking over at black mask everfrost number one of four this is written by ryan Lindsay with art by sammy cavella uh, Ryan Lindsay did, I don't, I don't know if you got to read that eternal sort of graphic novella a couple of years back. It like went out of print really, really quickly. Uh, but it was about like a Viking warrior woman who, I forget if she had died and was getting vengeance for herself or, or something, but it was really, really good. Uh, hmm. this, this kind of reminds me of that in a very broad way. And then Sammy Cavella is the artist on Abbott, uh, which I always mm. dig. This is about a woman who retired to an icy coast so that she could find her way off planet and avoid being on the wrong side of societal collapse. So, like you do, she biohacks a dead leviathan uh, to escape into the universe. 
but then gets caught up between caught up in a conflict between warlords uh who are the gatekeepers for the global ruling party and the bloom uh who who are at risk of extinction living out on the water uh i'm not sure exactly what that means but i am here for it also her son who she hasn't seen since he died shows up so uh also weird four issue miniseries but i am very here for it over at boom one that we both picked good luck number one Hey, this one just looked pretty, honestly. Like, all yeah. the images that I've seen for this, they're just so, so colorful and beautiful. That they are. This is also, this is written by Matthew Ehrman, who wrote Witchblood, which came out yeah. this week, and which we got an early look at, and which was really fucking good. Yeah, real uh, dang good. With art by Stefano Simeone. So basically, uh, everyone just has an amount of luck. That they're born with, except for a small group of teenagers, because of course it's teenagers. Yeah. It's always teenagers, right? Teenagers um, with attitude, <laughs> always, because you said teenagers. Well, yeah. Zordon um, specified he wanted them to have attitude. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, so they have to save the world, but they're not very lucky. This sounds about right. I don't know that I've ever encountered anyone who was lucky who had to save the world. That's a pretty unlucky yeah. job title. If yeah, you stop I and you think about have it, the worst luck. If that is yeah. your job, you are a preteen, and this prophecy has decried you must be the chosen one. Oh, oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, sorry about your luck. Basilisk number one. It's going to be kind of the gin corner here at Boom for a moment. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, this is about. I don't know. It's horror. It's written by Cullen Bunn. It is about uh, five individuals who have, like, a a hive mind that terrorize small towns, and one of them escapes and goes into hiding, but now they're being hunted down. I don't know. It just sounded really cool. It was Colin Bell, and of course I'm going to get it. I mean, of course. How about Save Yourself, number one? I knew this one would be on your list. (laughs) There was no question here. This one's like, uh, basically, what if Magical Girls said, actually, fuck you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I am here for it. Oh, you're telling me it's my job to save you because I have powers? No. Mm-mm. I'm the chosen no. one? Fuck off. Actually, nah. Uh, and it looks gorgeous. Yes. I will probably Everything grab I, this I was in an art too. mood today everything i picked is like oh it's so pretty i have to have it you know that's fair that's that's totally fair how about buffy the vampire slayer tea time number one hey um so for some of you all you had to hear was buffy but for the rest of you all you have to hear is giles is a vampire that's it i don't need to say anything else giles is a vampire y'all Speaking of Giles, I've been rewatching Ted Lasso again. Did you ever did you ever get around to that? No. Oh, Jen. Soon. Jen. Soon. Soon. I got like two free months of Apple TV from ordering so much Uber Eats over the past year. <laughs> so I'll get around to it <laughs> as soon as let I me, sign up for free. Let me put it this way. I am rewatching it for the third time 
in like four months. Oh my god. And I would put it up there with The West Wing on my list of favorite shows. Holy shit. Yeah. Fuck. So I like, I have to show Mike this show. Yes. Okay. Yes. Moving on to Dark Horse, still in Jenna's corner. (laughs) Apex Legends Overtime, number one. Uh, it's more Apex Legends. Do you like Apex Legends? Cool. Do you like Battle Royale stuff? Well, that's what this is. Um, they have to use, like, their celebrity status to save a town, basically. I'm here for it. Cool. I was trying to work out some kind of battle royale with cheese joke, but it it just didn't get there. Well, Mirage would get you there, actually. Yeah? Especially if they make it with some kind of pork chop. Okay. Black Hammer Reborn number one. I'm reading Black Hammer in trade. It'll be like a year before I get to touch this, and that bums me out. No, I'm, I, like, I'm working on getting caught up, but I doubt I'm gonna actually be there. However, I'm still probably going to buy number one and see if I can't suss it out. (laughs) That's also fair, actually. Uh, Because maybe I don't need everything. Maybe I only need as far as I am right now. I'm willing to bet, actually, as long as you've got the stuff on the farm, the world of Black Hammer stuff is probably going to be less important here. Right. Yeah, exactly. What is this one about? Uh, this is about, um... Also, Black maybe Hammer. some spoilers for Black Hammer here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Probably some spoilers here. Uh, it's years later, and Black Hammer's daughter uh, has picked up the hammer. And is the new Black Hammer, yeah. presumably. Yes. Well, hold on. She She picked up the hammer. She put the hammer back down, and now she's gonna pick up the hammer again. Something, something, tub thumping? Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, Parasomnia, number one. It's more Cullen Bun horror. Hey. Anytime I see something out of your list, I'm like, that's a really cool title. My brain goes, that's going to be Cullen Bun. Yeah, yeah, it's probably Cullen Bun. He's good at fucking titling things. He is. He should. Next time we need to name a podcast, we need to just tweet at Cullen Bun. Yeah, for real. Please help. You do so good. Um, it's about a man whose son disappears and he enters the dreamscape to try and find him. Uh, and it sounds, it sounds hellish. Moving on to DC. Batman Fortnite number one. Y'all remember when I was talking about Battle Royales? Hey y'all, Batman gonna be in Fortnite. So we've got our Apex Legends comic. We've got our Fortnite comic. Where is our PUBG comic? Fuck PUBG. You heard it here. Ooh. Um... So Batman wakes up in a strange land. Uh, I, I don't know what this is going to be like at all. But, but if you buy the individual issues, you will get a code to put into Fortnite to get exclusive digital skins. Now, I'm also going to do that. <laughs> you know, I, I remember a couple of years ago when... Uh... Marvel's editor-in-chief, C.B. Sabolsky, tweeted that he had a plan to, to, to generate a comic that would sell millions of copies for the first time in forever since the 90s. I think this is, in fact, a more useful plan for selling oh, millions man. of copies of a comic. Yeah. Heck yeah. If 
if at least three people don't do Fortnite dances at Batman, I will be very sad. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out there. Just secret this into the world. New Fortnite dance, the Batusi. The Batusi. Oh yes, that might actually already be something. It's not the bat <laughs> but they might already do that. I don't know. You know I don't what? care about the dances, actually. I just like to shoot people. Uh, mostly I like to shoot bots because I'm bad at video games, but I'm good at killing bots. <laughs> Sorry, robot overlords listening to oh, this in the future. No, no, I won't. No, no. I mean, like, no. <laughs> don't make it so easy to shoot you. <laughs> This message brought to you by the NRA, apparently. <laughs> no. Infinite Frontier, number one. Uh, this is the second issue of Infinite Frontier, I guess, kind of. We had Infinite Frontier Zero in March. That sort of set up the post, uh, post-future state status quo and post- Death Metal status quo. Okay. Uh, this is the beginning of a six-issue miniseries that picks up some of those threads from Future State Zero and deals with the larger sort of cosmological fallout. Uh, this is written by Joshua Williamson with art by Hermonico. Uh, crises were undone. Heroes who were lost have come back. But some haven't, and Alan Scott wants to know why some of the JSA members are still unaccounted for. So he wants to find them. Uh, we also will pick up with Roy Harper, who we saw in future in in not Future State Zero, in Infinite Frontier Zero was alive again and kind of just wandering the American Southwest or whatever somewhere desert. Uh, plus. We have the kind of cosmological pieces about how the structure of the multiverse is different, which President Superman and Barry Allen will be pondering uh, as part of each part of Justice Incarnate. And we had the dark side reveal as well in Zero that will be picked up with. So this is dealing with all those big threads. There is also Infinite Frontier Secret Files number one. This is an 80-page one-shot that is collecting a digital first series of the same name that comes out the week after Infinite Frontier number one. Uh, Joshua Williamson, Brandon Thomas, Stephanie Phillips, and Dan Waters write. Art is by Anaki Miranda, Valentin Delandro, Stephen Byrne, and more. And this is touching in with characters like Jaden Obsidian, Director Bones, Psycho Pirate... President Superman, Roy Harper. Uh, basically, there are six digital first issues that'll all be reprinted here, or printed for the first time here. Then we have Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number one. Hell yeah. Written by Tom King, art by Bill Quievely. First in an eight-issue miniseries. Tell me about uh, this. Uh, basically, Supergirl has always been seen in the shadow of her younger, older cousin. <laughs> and she's fucking tired of this shit. Yeah. What is it like for her being her own thing? We also have DC Pride number one, celebrating Pride Month. Also, there are Pride Month variants for, I think, just about everything DC is putting out. Nice. This has got a lot of really good people on it. 
Yes. I'm excited. Do we want to run down the list here quickly? Oh my gosh, we can. Sure. James Tynan IV, Mariko Tamaki, Steve Orlando, Vita Ayala, Nicole Maines, Danny Lore, Sam John, Cena Grace, Andrew Wheeler. Art by Klaus Jansen, Amy Reeder, Stephen Byrne, Chung Lee Wynn, Luciano Vecchio, Lisa Stirl, Rachel Stott, Rose Stein, Ted Brandt, Skylar Patridge, and more. And more! It's also the DCU uh, introduction of Dreamer from Supergirl. Written yeah. by Nicole Maines, who plays Dreamer on Supergirl. Noise. Yeah. Uh, Crush and Lobo, number one, also starts in June. It's yeah. another eight-issue miniseries. Written by Mariko Tamaki, with art by Amanke Nawalpan. Uh, Crush is doing just fine, according to the solicitation. This is my proof that Crush and Lobo are either my family members or just basically from the same area that I'm from. <laughs> Have you ever had to go pick your dad up from jail? Yeah, maybe. Are maybe we? I have. What's it to you? So, so are we counting the times when his high school buddy, the sheriff, has locked him up as part of a fundraiser where people have to make donations to release him? No. Okay. <laughs> no, Alex, that's... No. That's that's an entirely different scenario. Yeah. <laughs> then, then no. No, I haven't. That's a cover-your-face-in-embarrassment, not a cover-your-face-in-actual-shame. Fair enough. Anything else on Crush and Lobo now that I derailed that in a weird way? <laughs> I think I kind of... I made okay. it weird. Porque no los dos. That was me. <laughs> no, it looks really fun. Event Leviathan Checkmate number one. Remember way back in <laughs> the before times of 2019 when yeah. this book was announced? Jesus. Uh, it is finally happening. Written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Alex Maleev, as originally planned. The hook is a little different here. I I suspect because of all the changes wrought by shifting plans around the, the Generations thing and death metal and all of that, that it just made more sense to wait and delay this. So the hook here now is that... Uh, Green Arrow has been secretly funding Checkmate, which will tie into Justice League, which Bendis is writing, uh, with a roster of Lois Lane, The Question, Robin, Steve Trevor, Manhunter, Director Bones, and Talia Al Ghul, and someone is hunting Lois Lane, uh, a new character called the Demon Rose. Uh, it's it's billed in the solicitation as a thriller, and I don't know, Alex Malivart. I'll buy just about anything with Alex Malivart in it. But also, I really liked all the, the, the Event Leviathan stuff, so there we go. Green Arrow, 80th anniversary, 100-page, super spectacular one-shot. This also made both our lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 80 years of Green Arrow, Yeah. so there are going to be little stories. It's going to be adorable, and it's yeah. got a... Another set of great teams. Mm-hmm. Does what it says on the tin. Yep. The Nice House on the Lake number one. Oh, this you one know how, sounds so good. You know how sometimes there are those books where I'm like, well, I saw the creative team and then forgot to actually read the description. Oh, is this one? Oh. This is one of those. It's James Tynan and Alvaro Martinez Bueno. I don't need to know anything else. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, but yeah. 
for those who might want to know something else, Jim, <laughs> tell me so, you read it. <laughs> so have you ever had a uh, weird, slightly creepy friend who had a lot of nice connections, so maybe you stayed friends with them just to use those connections like a nice lake house? No. No? <laughs> You're a good person, Alex. <laughs> You're a really good person. Um, I started I'm not to say I have, but if I did, it would be this book. <laughs> I started to say I don't have a lot of patience for the weird, creepy types, but now I'm a little worried that you know, look to your left, look to your right. If neither of them is weird and creepy, possibly have <laughs> patience for the weird, creepy type. Oh, weird. We, anyway, not creepy I was so saying, much. We we may have different definitions of creepy here. No, I've, I've seen you around actual creepy people. You do not actually have the patience for that. No, no, I do not. <laughs> you have less patience for it than me, and that is fucking saying something. It's because the kind of creepy we're talking about, I can have less patience for it without it becoming dangerous. I mean, that's fair. Dangerous for who, though? Really, honestly. Well, well we're talking fair about, enough. We're talking about me. Oh. Let's let's not say anything that might be incriminating <laughs> for you in the future. You already have those robot overlords after you. Oh, now. that's true. God, can't have southern cops after me either. That's terrible. <laughs> oh. Anyway, now that we've made it weird again, <laughs> this one lent itself to being weird. Yeah, yes. basically, these people have this rich connected friend who they are using <laughs> to go to their opulent beautiful lake house i mean if it's nice enough i can't say i wouldn't do it this is gonna turn into some sort of like saw situation oh yes absolutely the cover is like somebody floating in a lake of bones yeah okay fair yeah okay it's horror <laughs> I mean, it's James Tyner. That's kind look, of what I yeah. expect. Yeah. <laughs> we also have a group of annuals from DC in 2021. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into crazy detail here, but there are four action comics, which will look back at the House of L timeline from Future State and tie into the ongoing Warworld Rising storyline. Catwoman annual will give us the history of Father Valley. And if, like me, you've wondered, Valley, hmm, any relationship to Jean-Paul? This will get into that. Uh, Flash Annual is going to be the final chapter of the current ongoing storyline that sort of sees Wally acquiescing to once again becoming the Flash and taking up the mantle. And Teen Titans Academy, which they are billing as the yearbook rather than the annual, uh, which is adorable. Gives us uh, updates on a handful of characters, including the current state of Beast Boy and Raven's relationship, uh, which Cute. is, yes. Uh, there's also a character who was just introduced who is uh, like a doll who has been brought to life. Nope. That we'll get some, no. some story of. No, thank you. Uh, as well as Red X. Okay. Um, I have a teacher in high school who used to always refer to our yearbooks as our annuals. I actually have heard that one, yeah. Like, annual... That's a... Yeah. That's a yeah. I want to say that actually in high school we may have called them annuals, too. Yeah? I mean, yeah. everybody else called them yearbooks. This is actually also my friend's mom. <laughs> she just... She just always called them annuals. 
Yeah. I know we called them yearbooks like up through middle school, but I want to say in the high in high school it's like, well, this is hardbound and it's much larger. This is an annual. Oh my god, ours were I mean like they were nicer, but even in elementary and middle school they were hardbound books. I mean, this and, is and like, like the nice. No, this is like Weirdly trade nice. trade paperback to you know, a small omnibus. Like, that's... Maybe maybe small omnibus is overselling it. But they were pretty chonky. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Wonder Woman, Black and Gold, number one of six. This is that same premise as Batman Black and White, Superman Red and Blue, but Wonder Woman. Uh, the first one has stories by John Arcudi, Amy Reader, Becky Cloonan, AJ Menendez, and Nadia Shamas. With art by Ryan Sook, Amy Reader, Becky Cloonan, Ming Doyle, and Morgan Beam. We also have another collection of digital first stories. This one's a little different. Uh, it is it is all black creators or creators of color. Rather than telling superhero stories or anything in continuity, uh, this series, which is called Represent, has them telling just different stories about social change, personal histories. Some are true, some are fictionalized or semi-fictionalized. Um, but it's it's been billed as a series where they can kind of cut loose and play with storytelling technique and just tell the stories they want in the ways they want and not have to hew to, like, traditional comic book storytelling as much. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's something different and it's a really great slate of creators christian cooper jesse holland regina sawyer nadira jamerson tara roberts dominique domo stanton onyakache akelonu art by alitha martinez doug braithwaite eric battle Brittany williams yancy lobbett dominique domo stanton valentin delandro and others uh so yeah it's another big oversized one shot over at image the most Jen book this week that Jen did not list in her what? list. Written by Kyle Starks with How art that? by Chris Schweitzer. Oh, come on. How did I miss this? I looked through Image. The Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, number one. Fucking hell. This is being billed as for fans of Chew and Assassination. It is a murder mystery series. Uh, I'm just gonna, since Jen didn't see it, I'm just gonna read the solicitation copy. Okay. The world's most unlikable action star has been found dead, and his previous TV sidekicks are looking to solve the mystery. But how can you catch a murderer when almost everyone hated the victim? Now these sidekicks are going to learn what it means to be the stars of the show, that is, if any of them survive the Stuntman War. Oh, so uh <laughs> i was dumbfounded when this was not on your list and i'm taking a certain amount of glee in in torturing you about it now i have no idea how i missed this yes this is the literal most gin thing they even got happen. a they even put a pull quote in the solicitations from chips darsky uh, those bastards one day somebody's gonna come for me for a pull quote and I'll just tell them, good, good book. But they're going to come to me. It's going to happen. Yes. Uh, also, just a quick shout out to Seven to Eternity Volume 4. 
The Springs of Jal. This is the last volume of this series, and I am very excited for it. Over at Marvel, we have the second half of Heroes Reborn. I am not going to dig into everything the same way we did last week, or last month. We have issues five through seven, which will be followed by the Heroes Return one-shot that wraps it up. We also have another spate of one-shots in this Heroes Reborn universe. Uh, Jin, you did mention Night Gwyn specifically, so let's hmm. start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, go ahead. I was going to say, it's written by Vita Ayala with art by Farid Karami. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, you, do, you know why this is on my list, right? Do you know why this is on my list? Because I hadn't paid attention, I guess, to the last batch of these at all. Do you uh-huh. know why this is on my list? Uh, because it's Gwen Stacy as a sidekick to Knight. Shoot, who is that going to be? That's Knight. It's Nighthawk. Nighthawk. That's... There we go. Okay. Because Vita Ayala's writing? I mean, these are all reasons, but they're not the main glaring reason. What you got? Alex, what are these about? What What is this about? What are these books about? Are th- why does she look so much like she's trying to be Nightwing? Um, that would be because something has happened and the Squadron Supreme, which is the Marvel-branded Justice League, is now mm-hmm. the the uh, only superhero team that's ever existed. So everyone is kind of like amalgamated characters. We literally mm-hmm. talked about Peter Parker as Jimmy Olsen last month. Oh, fuck, we did do that, didn't we? Well, I don't know why I wasn't, like, red-yarning everything. I mean, at this point, I also need to double back and point out Batman's going to Fortnite. Marvel just did a Fortnite. Well, I mean, like, two years ago. Or did they do another one? I haven't played in a bit, but I'm going to be playing Ver soon. I don't know how to tell you this, but that was, like, in the latter half of 2020. That was not two years ago. Wait, well, okay, what are you talking about? When when they did a Marvel Fortnite book that Donny Cates wrote? Oh, the book, the book, the book, the book, the book. I thought you were talking about, like, Thanos being in Fortnite and all that. I think there were more, like, characters in Fortnite, because I remember a lot of people on video game website complaining about more Avengers skins for Fortnite. Yeah. All I'm saying is, like, if Batman's really smart, he can actually get to the Marvel Universe through that hole in Galactus's right. butt or whatever. <laughs> whatever the fuck did that. Anyway, yes. Red String, Amalgam World, but not quite. It's so close. It's so close. It's so close you can taste it. It's so close, and then there's more. More? Nobody's ever asked for more before. Uh, We have American Knights, which is by Paul Grist and Christopher Allen. Uh, This is about police commissioner Luke Cage dealing with criminals who have escaped justice. We have Marvel Double Action from Tim Seeley and Dan Jurgens, which is set in the past and is about Nighthawk and the Falcon patrolling the streets of D.C., from the vile criminals that worked in the dark. Uh, and it's about the night that Sam Wilson died. Very Jason Todd, huh? Mm. The Squadron Savage by Ethan Sachs and Luca Pizzari. Um, there is a more extreme squadron team comprised of Electra the Punisher, Crossbones Cloak, and the enigmatic 
murder hornet. Uh, fighting through superpowered terrorists. And then Weapon X and Final Flight, which one could sing to the tune of Alexander Hamilton. Written by Ed Brisson, with art by Roland Bashi. Uh, in a world without the adventures, the Squadron Supreme protects and defends the interests of America. But where does that leave a country like Canada? So this is like that Justice League Canada book that existed mm. for a while. Um, and Weapon X and Final Flight defend Canada. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very DC event at Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Marvel's got a lot of, he's got something else coming out, too. That's Would that be Infinite Destinies? Yeah. 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 So there are eight annuals involved in this. The first three are out in June. Iron Man, Captain America, and Black Cat. In July, we get Amazing Spider-Man and Thor. And in August, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Avengers. You may say this sounds familiar, and it probably is because I think we talked about it in May 2020 solicitations. Yeah. Uh, because this has been, re this is one of like the last things hanging out there to get resolicited. Um, this is basically dealing with all of the Infinity Stones that were destroyed in Infinity Wars? Yes. Yeah. Uh... And then went into people and became people. This is dealing with that. So each of these is is billed as having a guest star. Uh, Overtime is in Captain America. That's the guy who got the time gem. In Black Cat, we see... Uh, well, Black Cat's a little different because I believe Black Cat recently stole the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm. Um, that's what Black Cat does. Mm -hmm. It was shiny and she stole it. Uh, in Iron Man, we see... Quantum. Quantum, yes, thank you. I didn't, I didn't copy the short list that had all of that into my notes. I just copied solicitation <laughs> text, because I'm dumb. No, I just screen cap it. Smart. Uh, we also have the, the, I do not have all of these in front of me. I know that the Miles Morales one brings back Amulet, who... Mm -hmm. Saladin Ahmed introduced in Miss Marvel. And Guardians deals with the Prince of Power, who was recently uh, blackmailed into keeping Groot alive by Rocket Raccoon, who threatened to out him as having this power, if he did not. So that is something that we've seen acknowledged already in Guardians. So all of these pieces are kind of out there. And this deals with all that. I bet we get the stones back when all is said and done. Sure. But a couple of these, um, the the guest star is classified. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm guessing because there are a couple unaccounted for. Like, we know Star has the reality gem, and she's one of them. Okay. But I do think there are one or two who just straight up, we don't know yet. Okay. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a little suspicious now. Guest starring Batman. Yeah. I'm just going to go over here and leave, live in my crossover bunker. It's fine. That's cool. By the way, I need to get you to read Crossover. Mm -hmm. I started it. Cool. Uh, Planet-sized X-Men. This is set parallel to the Hellfire Gala, which sort of will be spread across all the X-Books in 
June. Honestly, we don't know a whole lot about this beyond Jerry Duggan writes it and Pepe Larraz draws it, and those by themselves are all the reason you really need to read it. Yep. But it seems to imply an entire X planet. Otherwise, why would it be planet size? Well, and it also says, you know, the Hellfire Gala rages on, but bigger things are afoot a world away. So I don't know if, like... Okay, so one thing that Hickman did in his Avengers run was have, like, these terraforming gardeners of the universe camped out on Mars. And that was recently referenced in an issue of Wolverine Black, White, and Blood that I think Ben Percy wrote that story. Hmm. So part of me wonders if that wasn't seeding, no pun intended, Uh the idea that Mars still has this, like, set of resources on it that could be used to make an entire planet for the X-Men. But if they're a world away, literally that would be either Mars or Venus. Anyway, um, there, there I'll pull out my red string. (laughs) Marvel Voices Pride, number one. Creative team, very quickly. (laughs) Kieran Gillen, Alan Heinberg, Anthony Oliveira, Steve Orlando, Teeny Howard, Leah Williams, Mariko Tamaki, Terry Blaze, Crystal Frazier, Vita Ayala, J.J. Kirby, Luciano Vecchio, Javier Garon, Jim Chung, Chris Anka, Jen Hickman, Paulina Ganeshow, Jethro Morales, Brittany Williams, J.J. Kirby, Luciano Vecchio, John... Jean Basildura, and more. It's probably Jan. It's probably not Jean. It's probably Jan. Mm-hmm. Probably. It's another good, good book, sounds like. Yep. I like everybody involved. I'm Same. getting it. Uh, characters in this one include Wicked and Hulkling, Iceman, Mystique, Destiny, Karma, Akihiro, Nico Minoru, Carolina Dean. Uh, I imagine more. The more I read with Carolina in it, I I just need her to be in every book. Yeah, she's very good. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to love her. <laughs> I love her. Gamma Flight, number one of five. This spins out of Immortal Hulk. It is written by Al Ewing and Crystal Frazier, with art by Lan Medina. Uh, basically, Gamma Flight has to deal with the fallout of not doing what Henry Peter Gyrick told them to which in most worlds is a sane decision. The United States of Captain America, number one of five. So this made it onto my radar because Marvel announced that it would introduce the first queer Captain America in this book. Oh, I didn't know that. Otherwise, yeah, I probably would have gotten that too. Uh, I believe each issue of this will have a different creative team focusing on a different, like, person who has picked up the mantle of captain america around the country just fighting for their communities Mm -hmm. this first issue is written by christopher cantwell and josh trujillo with art by del eaglesham and jan basildura and it introduces aaron fisher the captain america of the railways uh the the sort of connecting tissue for all of this is that someone has stolen Cap's shield and wants to murder all of these other like grassroots captains America. Hey, it's Wyatt Russell. Get him. I'm just kidding. Please don't get him. (laughs) He seems like a very nice individual. Please do not hurt Wyatt Russell. His dad would be very mad at you. Yes. Even like 
I saw someone tweet recently that he would also make a great guy gardener, and it's like, are we just casting him based on how punchable the character is? <laughs> yes. He was Evidently. very good in Overlord. Like, very, very good. Was his character punchable? I mean, everybody in that movie was punchable at times. Okay. But no, I mean, Last good, one. Good character. Okay. Last one. Demon Days Mariko. This is the second Demon Days one-shot. Uh, we saw this character Mariko introduced at the end of the first one. This continues the story... Mariko Yoshida hears mysterious voices and has strange dreams that feel real. Her red-headed maid, who I will also point out wears a little like black hourglass in her hair, uh, and dresses all in black might know more than she lets on. Uh, it's dealing with that sort of world of, of Oni and the Kurosaki Mountain first introduced in the first part, but as we saw at the end of that one, this is in a more contemporary setting. Uh, also, I really need to know how Logan the dog is doing. Since he's apparently still alive. Uh, this is written and drawn by Peach Momoko. It is, the first issue was fantastic. I'm excited for the second one shot in the series. And I believe that is it. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. You didn't miss cool. any of mine. Sweet. I don't think I missed any of mine either. In that case, we would, as always, like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. Panelology is a proud member of the Certain POV Network. If you're looking for other cool podcasts about popular culture, go to CertainPOV.com. If you want to join the Discord, go to that same website and just scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll find a link. You can visit our website at PanelologyPodcast.com, support us at Patreon.com slash Panelology, Get merch at bit.ly slash merch capital P, capital M, or send us questions, comments, or whatever at bit.ly slash mailbag capital P, capital M. I'm Alex. And I'm Jenna. Go read comics. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.